0: the Word of God. Father, we just want to thank you for this opportunity to be in this place this morning in your presence. So Father, we just make our minds, choose to have our minds attentive to your Word this morning. As you work in us, your purpose, you open our hearts, keep our minds attentive to your Word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God is good, isn't it? God good? He's good all the time. Is he working in your life? Have you got testimony of the good things of God? I love hearing testimonies uh, of what what God does in people's lives. just heard just testimony just a couple of weeks ago about how someone here was just just healed in the worship. See, God can do anything, anywhere. But there is something so powerful, I believe, about being in the house of God. Amen. Amen? You know, I don't believe there's anybody here that doesn't need a touch from God. And I believe we have a top opportunity right now to receive something from Him today that will change your life. I I I always hope that we and pray that we can we can mark something, if like in our calendar, maybe not physically on a piece of paper or on a, a device, but for, mark something that, that that took place that changed in us. Maybe we change an attitude. Maybe we change a thought about something uh, when we're in the house of God. And so it's, it's, it's so powerful and so I believe so important. You know, to be in the house. Do, house. Do not neglect. The gathering together of the saints, as is the manner of some. You know, come on. You know, it's, it's so good to be in the house of God. And uh, we're just talking the last couple of weeks about, you know, living lives of surrender, being surrendered. Uh, and, and, and until, until every, every day we need to be surrendering something new, I believe, over to God. And we're living in this world. The Bible says, you know, we're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You know, we are new creations in Christ Jesus. We are not who we used to be. But we still live in this physical, fleshly body. Amen? Amen. You know, you woke up this morning, still have the same... <laughs> still have to deal with that same body, get it, get it going again, you know. Cranking it up. <laughs> getting it ready to do it another day. But we live our life in the flesh by faith in the Son of God who died and gave himself for us. And so every day, you know, we're, we are, there are things in our lives where we, 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 we are being, you know, we're transformed in, more into the likeness of Jesus Christ. You know, positionally we're saved, positionally we're made right with God, we are a new creation, but experientially there's things come up every day where we're having to surrender, surrender, surrender. You know, less of self and more of him, giving over of ourselves. And so, you know, Philippians 2 and verse 5, we read this last week, I think, probably the week before, it says, let this mind be in you, Philippians 5, 2 and verse 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider himself to be equal with God. Um, did not consider robbery, sorry, to be equal to God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant, and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. You remember Jesus? You know, can you take this cup from me? Nevertheless, let it, let your will, not mine. Now, can you, can you, can you, can you? Do I have to go through with this? Nevertheless, your will therefore god also highly exalted him and gave and has given him a name which is above every name that at the name of jesus every knee would bow of those in heaven and on those on earth and of those under the earth and every tongue should confess that jesus christ is lord to the glory of god the father you know we have we 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 ha, let this mind be in you which is also in Christ Jesus. You know, we have to be a people, I believe, who live a life and have a mind of surrender. It has to be something, you know, to be something in our, about our thinking that, we, that our, we have a mind of giving way, giving up of self and, and, and yielding to God, surrendering to the voice of God above our own voice, above, above our own thoughts and above our own feelings. You know, there are so many times, you know, we have this opportunity. Our thoughts and our own feelings and the voices in our, in, that, that we have, you know, are, are, want us to go one way. But we need to surrender those to, uh, to, the, to the voice of God. Be His voice, is higher. Amen. Amen? You know, always living this life of surrender. of course, we're not, we're not to surrender um, to the devil who is working overtime to get your attention. You know, when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, remember the time when he was tempted in the wilderness? The the, the, the devil was wanting Jesus to surrender to him. Jesus, no. 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 It is written. It is written. It is written. So Jesus knew the word of God. Of course he did. He He was Jesus. He was the word. You know, he quoted the word. You know, James 4 and verse 7 says, Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Sometimes people only take the second part of that verse and say, Come on, I'm going to resist the devil, he will flee from us. But the first verse says, Submit to God. Therefore, submit to God, and then resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Sometimes we struggle with the work of the enemy in our lives, and we get over overrun by it, and we try and get over it, but, but, but we haven't yet submitted to God. So he says, Submit to God. Then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Therefore, submit to God. Give way to God. Have the mind of surrender to God. That's, that's why that as a Christian, as a new creation person, born again in the Spirit of God, filled with the Spirit, our Spirit which has, be, has been renewed, our Spirit which is, which is, is renewed, is not is not optional, but we must guard Our heart, continually in all circumstances, guard your heart. The Bible says, "With all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life." Guard our mind, guard our thinking. You know, don't let you have to take thoughts captive before they take up a residency in our hearts. See, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, are they? But they're mighty in God. you, 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 in your arsenal as a believer, have weapons. They're not carnal weapons. They're not the same sort of weapons that the world would use, that your old mindset would use, but they are mighty in God for the pulling down of those strongholds. Casting down arguments. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of God. You know, bringing these thoughts, these things that come into mind, these 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 thoughts of you know, which way do I go? What do I do? Bring, but bringing it into captivity, wrestling it down, and taking authority over it. We have to be people who are taking thoughts into captivity and bringing them into the obedience of God before our thoughts take us captive. I tell you, sometimes people can get their, their thought life can can have a grip on them. Their thinking, and sometimes you may it refer, refer to as stinking thinking, can have a grip on your life, and they have a hold on us, and they keep us in a place where, where, where of of, of limit, limiting us, keep us in a place of restriction, keep us in a place of being bound up when we're people people have got to, uh, to live free. See, sometimes we overcomplicate our walk with Jesus because we haven't allowed thoughts to establish themselves in our minds. We overcomplicate things because we haven't allowed thoughts to establish ourselves in, in our minds. Our minds. You know, forgetting that we have the mind of Christ. The Bible says you have the mind of Christ. Something changed in you when you got born again. If it didn't, you need to get born again again. You are a new creation. That old thing passed with that old thinking, you know, it then gets, it has to be replaced with new thinking. Do not be conformed to this world. Be transformed by renewing your mind. You are going to, you're going to struggle in your walk with Jesus. Your walk is going to be very complicated as a Christian if you don't renew your mind. You'll face unnecessary battles, unnecessary challenges if you choose not to renew your mind. That's why it says in His Romans chapter twelve and verse two: Do not be conformed to this world. Don't be pulled down, the message translation. Don't be pulled down and, and, and find yourself just living in this world, just floating along. It doesn't say floating along, but it says basically that's what it's talking about. Just accepting it, you know, as the way it is. Change the way you think. That's why when, when there's a new Christian, you, you need help. Yes. That's why as a Christian, you need the church. Yes. You need people around you. He'll help you change your mind, change your thinking. Bringing in lines Says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by renewing your mind that you may know what is the good, the perfect, acceptable will of God in Christ Jesus for you. People say, well, I I, want to know what God's will is for my life. Well, renew your mind. Change the way you think. Because it's your thought life that rules your life. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he, and that applies to women too, by the way. So as we think in our heart, that is how we are, and we will never change anything in our life until we change the way we think. So, just to be born again, to get born again, give your life to Jesus, and just stay there without thinking your life, without changing your thinking, your life as a Christian will be so challenging, and we will be so restricted. But with a transformed mind, you are so powerful. The transformed thinking, the way you do when you transform your mind, you, 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 you will not be who you used to be. When you try change your mind, you will be unrecognizable to those people in your world who knew you before you were a Christian. They may look at you and see you look like the same on the outside, but on the inside, when you open your mouth, something is going to come out which will shock them to the bone. When you're living from a place of a transformed mind. So let's not overcomplicate our walk with Jesus. The Christian life is much simpler if we just surrender. It's much simpler when we just surrender. Your kingdom come and your will be Done. Jesus, when he was asked, how should they pray? How should we pray? He says that in that prayer which we know is the Lord's Prayer your kingdom come and your will be done. Let it be you. Let it be you. When when before Jesus was born on this earth, the angel spoke to Mary and she said, Let it be to me according to your words. You could say we wouldn't have had Jesus if Mary hadn't lived a life of surrender. She said, Let it be to me according to your word. Come on, if we all woke up every morning and said, Let it be to me today, this day, this new day, let, it, let this new day be to me according to your word. See, it's easier to pray than it is to accept, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Come on. It's easier to pray. Your kingdom come and your will be done than it is to accept. It's easier to pray it than it is to live it. There's a lot of things we know in the word of God. That we know to be true, that we know to be right. But we struggle sometimes to accept them and to live them. Because it pulls against so often our our personal preferences. To surrender. Surrender, church, takes faith. It takes faith because when we surrender to God, we have to let go of what is controlling our will. have you still got a will? Not a will that you write be about before you, <laughs> in anticipation of you not being here. But we have a will. You know, we have a will that is still, is still our will. We, we still choose. Not my will, but yours be done. You now we pray that. Not my will, but your will be done in my life. But then we have to choose to surrender our will to him. And when our will is surrendered to him, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, anything can happen. Because then we're allowing his will to take, take control of our will. You know, when we surrender to God, we have to let our will go and allow, allow that which is controlling us, our will, our thoughts. See, our will will control us, our thoughts will control us. Now, you're thinking, you're, 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 we're all thinking right now. We can be speaking and we can still be thinking of something else at the same time. It's not just women can do that. You know, you know you're thinking about this, you're thinking about this, your thoughts, your thoughts are all over the place. You know, we, our, our will has to be shown, our thoughts. You know, we have, to, we have to surrender our lifestyle sometimes. Come on. control in relationship it's amazing the things that will keep us that we don't surrender our will, our thoughts our lifestyle well I like the lifestyle I have in this way, what if I I surrender to God, what will he do with it? what will he ask me to do? Controlling relationship. It may be our preferences. We all have preferences, don't we? Habits. I tell you, we can have some good habits. We can have some pretty stinking, ridiculous habits. But to get through those things and get over those things, surrendering them to God will take faith. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 and verse 6, for without faith it's impossible to please God. You know, if we could do it on ourselves, we wouldn't need it. If we could do things on ourselves, we wouldn't need God. You need God in your life. You need the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, controlling your life. Controlling your surrendered life. See, when we submit our will to Him, He can then release His will into our life. heard someone speak that a long, long time ago, and stuck with me it's stuck with me, me ever since. That when we release our, when we submit, release our free will to him, he can then release his will into our life. And there's so much that God wants to release into your life, but he can't because you're holding on to your will. My way, my thoughts, my relationships, my preferences, my habits. So it takes faith to get past that. Everything we have in God, we have because we apply faith. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And that he's the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Aren't you glad that God said, well, God's not a God who does, gives rewards. He's not that sort of ticking you off. He is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Laying everything down and trusting his word. And it's it's laying everything down that is established in our hearts. How <laughs> many got how many had had struggle had struggles laying some stuff down that is so set and so established in your heart? It's it's hard. Some of us have had stuff established in our hearts for sixty five years. Well, sort of ish, I guess. It take it it, it you cannot do it without God. You can try. You can't do it without God laying down what is established in our hearts. I just I look at two accounts of people who surrendered their world for his word. Oh, church, his word is so important to us. His word is so important to us. I think of Simon Peter in Luke chapter 5. So, so, so when it, so it was as the multitude pressed about. It's a story you know very well. The multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God. I tell you, when you press in to hear the word of God, it does something in you. Of course, they didn't have what we have. They didn't have the Bible in the sense that we have it. They didn't have podcasts. They didn't have a screen they could just look to and listen to this and listen to that. They pressed in to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and he taught the multitudes from the boats. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let your nets down for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, we will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and the net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And when they had filled both boats, so they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, said, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord, for he... for for he and all who were with him were astonished at this catch of fish, which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with some. And Jesus said to him, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So when they had brought the boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. They forsook all and followed him. You know, this is amazing, isn't it, how Peter is this one is, we we... He was still Simon at that point, I guess. But, you know, he's he's, he's in this place of, of pressing in to hear the word of God. When you hear the word of God, it builds faith in you. Do you believe that? Yeah. When you hear the word of God, it builds faith in you. But, but, but. Simon was a fisherman. He was just an ordinary person. He hadn't had a lot of, lot to do with Jesus. He had seen this, this man who was, this, this good man, this man who they thought, some thought maybe was a prophet, some who they thought was just a good man, somebody who, who they just knew was something different about him, and they were pressing in to hear his word. Their ears were attentive, and I believe their hearts were open. And Jesus is speaking, and they they'd they put their day's work to one side, basically, because they hadn't called in that night, so they said the, bo- the boats are on the land, they had done their night's work, they'd done their shift, and they put their boats to one side, they're washing their nets in anticipation for another day, and hopefully tomorrow will be a better day. How many of you hope tomorrow will be a better day? Don't mean to say that today is rubbish, but... And Jesus teaches them, and we don't know what he's teaching them, but whenever the word is spoken, faith rises. Yes. Hello? Because it does something in you if your mind's attentive and your heart is open. And so Jesus says to them, he says, come on, you know, uh, we don't know, you've heard me speak. Now, you know, was it a little test or something, you know, to Peter? But he says to Uh, He says to Peter, he says, you know, come on, you know, will you put out your nets for a catch? And we know what Peter does, he he brings his own thoughts into play. And he brings his own opinions into play, he brings his own attitude into play. And he says, come on, Jesus, you know, we are fishermen, you're Jesus, you do the teaching, we do the fishing, we know better than you. I've been doing this a long time. You know, it's what we know, we know these waters, and you've probably heard this many times before. Uh, but at that point, I believe faith had, had been rising in this, this young man as he heard the word of God. And so he so he comes there with his opinions. He could have just left it there and walked away. Back to his nets, chilled out for the rest of the day, thought about maybe a better day tomorrow, and everything would have been just as it was the day before, destined to be the same the next day and the next day and the next day. But Peter had been hearing the word of God. And when you hear the word of God, With an open heart and with an attentive mind and ears. Faith rises. Faith rises. So he's prepared to put his own opinions, his own knowledge, his own education, everything that is about him that he has built up over the years of his life. We're not ever sure how old he was. He's prepared to put that to one side and surrender it to the voice of Jesus. Jesus who is the Word bringing the Word, and we don't know what Jesus spoke, but when you hear the Word and when it's spoken, you know, the Bible says signs follow the preaching of the Word. Of course, Peter didn't know that yet. And so he chooses at that point to surrender his will, his opinions, his thoughts, his understanding, his wisdom, his knowledge. He says, nevertheless, Above all, outside of all of that stuff, all of that I know, I'm prepared to lay all that down because I've heard your words. And there's something inside me that says I need to respond. Faith is rising in him. The Bible says, "So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. And so he, he replies, he says, Nevertheless, at your word, let it be done. Let, I will let down your, uh, the nets. Well, Jesus said, Let down the nets. Maybe Peter held back a little bit. But he's gone outside of his thought pattern, he's gone outside of his understanding. He's surrendering to the word of God. And, of course, we know what happens, that he lets down the net and there's this un- overwhelming catch of fish that totally surprises me, Sur- It's him. How many, how many of you could do with something overwhelming take place in your life? Come on, only, that's only three of you, but, you know, there's, I, I, you know, the rest of us lie, I know. You know, you could do with something overwhelming taking place in your life. that's why it's so important to get the word into us. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. He totally surrenders, has this overwhelming catch of fish. And Jesus said, well, this is how how it's going to be. From that moment, your life has changed. Your life has changed. Why? Because you surrendered your life. You surrender your thoughts, your opinions, your understanding. He said, and Jesus said to him, do not be afraid. Don't be shocked by this, isn't, you know, this is, You're going to have to get used to this. But maybe not just fish, as in physical fish. But men. Women, children, souls into the kingdom of God. I I wonder sometimes what we are holding back. What overwhelming consequence are we holding back? Because we are so established in our opinions and our thoughts and our understanding, our knowledge and our education, all the stuff that comes with it. And all that is good and all that is important. But when surrendered to the word of God, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly beyond what we can ever think or ask. So when they brought their boats to the land they forsook all and followed him They forsook all and followed him They they gave up everything Everything all if you translate all as many times as you like it always comes out as all I remember later on in their life, there's a number of people who were leaving Jesus and people who've been with him and they were getting frustrated and didn't, couldn't sort of see what was going on. And Peter, Jesus looks at them and he says, Come on, guys, you know, there's always people that are leaving me and this is going on around me and always all this stuff, want to do their own thing, want to set up their own stuff and do this over there. You know, you're going to leave too? Looks them in the eye. And Peter looks at him and says, We, we left everything. Remember, we left everything to follow you. Where else can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We're in this for the long haul. We, we, we forsook all. We surrendered everything. We gave everything to you. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know, it is vital that hearing the word is established in our hearts, in our lives. Hearing the word is something which is crucial to, to us as Christians, the body of Christ, hearing the word and let it get established. You know, having that, those habits of hearing the word and letting the word come into us. That's why it's so important, I believe, and so you know, vital as Christians. We gather together and get under the word of God. Let's look at someone in the Old Testament. Second Kings in chapter 5 is a man called Naaman. Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master. Because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria, he was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. Know the story of Naaman, the leper? Anybody, anybody know the story of Naaman, the leper? Well, I better tell you then, because not many know the story of Naaman, the leper. Second Kings chapter 5, And the Syrians had gone out on raids and had brought back captive a young girl from the land of Israel. She waited on Naaman's wife, then she said to her mistress, If only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. You need, you need people around you who speak faith. They may not, they may not be the, the people who've got everything to say and all the mouth and all the razzmatazz goes with it, but you need people around you in your world who've got faith. And Naaman went in and told his master, saying, Thus and thus, said the girl, who is from the land of Israel, when the king of Syria said, Go now, and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So he departed and took with them ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten changes of clothing. Sounds like my wife. Not the money, but, you know. Then he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which which said, Now be advised, when this letter comes to you that I have sent Naaman, my servant, to you, that you may heal him of his leprosy. So she, this girl was from, from, from the land of Israel. They'd taken her captive. And so he sends, sends Naaman to the king. Because she said if, if, you go, if he was in Israel, there's a man there who, would, who could sort this thing through. And it happened when the king of Israel read the letter that he tore his clothes. And said, Am I God to kill and to make alive that this man sends a man to me to heal him of his leprosy? Therefore, please consider and see how he seeks a quarrel with me. So it was when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes that he sent to the king saying, why have you torn your clothes? Please let him come to me and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Elisha gets to hear this and says, well, just just have him come. Have this man who's got leprosy come to me. So then Naaman went with his horses and chariot and stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, go and wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh shall be restored to you. And you shall be clean. But Naaman became furious and went away and said, indeed, I said to myself. Indeed, I said to myself, I'd heard this and I heard this response, went to the door, and the prophet never even came to the door. He, he sent sent a messenger. I, I had something set in my mind. I had something set in my opinion. I had my thoughts. I'm this wonderful, you know, powerful man. I've been so good Of uh, all this stuff going on in my life. I am who I am. Does he not realize who I am and he just sends a messenger to me? I said it to myself. It's, it's, it's in my mind. I'm thinking about myself, on me. You know. Forget the fact that he had leprosy. I said to myself, he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord of God. And wave his hand over the place like you know healing evangelists do. And heal the leprosy. Are not the Abna and the Farpah, the rivers in Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? How strong are the rivers here? It's just water. Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he went and he turned away and went in a rage. He got offended. He got offended because he said to himself, He's like, you know, I, I wanna, I've got my own idea of what's going to happen. Said to myself, I was expecting some man to come out and call on the God of Israel and wave his hands over this leprous area of my body, all this stuff that's going on. So he turned and went away in a rage. Of course, no one would ever get offended, would they, in church? Because it doesn't happen the way they want it to happen. Don't get the attention they they want. And his servant came near and spoke to him. Well, you, you need people who speak sense to you. There's plenty of people in your world who speak a load of baloney. There's plenty of people in your world who will speak something which sounds like a good idea, but it's like a little twisted. And that's not. Someone just because they're just lack of understanding. Just because you're a Christian, someone's a Christian doesn't mean to say they got great discernment. Any people in your life have got good discernment? And his servant came after he's in this rage. You know, imagine trying to approach somebody. You've got to be pretty bold to approach somebody. Your master is in a rage. (laughs) And his servant came near and spoke to him and said, Father, my father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more than when he says to you, wash and be clean? So he came, the guy, he comes to his senses. Either faith was building in him or he said, well, I've got nothing to lose. And by the way, either way, God can use. So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan. According to the saying of the man of God. According to the saying of the man of God. According to the saying of the man of God was the word of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. It's just like it's so simple. but, But Naaman makes it so complicated because he's so full of his own opinion. He makes it so complicated. He gets himself in a rage. He gets worked up. Indeed, I said to myself, he will surely come out. He had his own thoughts, his own opinion. This is what's going to happen? He brought all this, well, he changes his clothes with him. He brought all this money and everything. And, and he said to myself, I will surely come out. He's going to come and do something. Almost magical. All he had to do was surrender his will, his opinion, according to the saying of the man of God according to the word of God and when he surrendered his will, his opinion his thoughts and his dipped in the river just just, just seven times, just so simple he doesn't even say you had to swim he doesn't even say you had to do anything, he just dipped in the water seven times, it's so simple, who cares whether it's a bit dirty, who cares whether it's a bit messy who cares whether there's a lot of algae in there or whatever it is, but he dipped himself in the river seven times and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child and he was clean, we don't know how Old he was, but he wasn't a little child. He could have gone into that. Although I know he went into that, into the river with, with with skin that was all messed up because of leprosy. But if he didn't have leprosy, he still would have had a few wrinkles. <laughs> and he comes out with a skin like a. I was going to say like, oh, I can say. Can I say a baby's bottom, smooth as a baby's bottom? <laughs> Is that okay? Or smooth as a baby's face. He looked in the mirror and man, alive. Let my wife see this. She wants some of this too. <laughs> Presumably he looked about 25 years younger. See, here, were, here are just two examples of people whose initial response was, I know better than the word of God. I know better than the word of God. But when they brought their thoughts into captivity, to the obedience of God, they wrestled them down and said, okay, I'm going to surrender my thoughts, my opinions, my things, everything on my thinking is to the, to, to, to the kingdom of God, to so this word. Peter gets a miraculous catch of fish. Maybe that catch of fish financed him for the rest of his ministry life. <laughs> we don't know what they did. I often wonder what he did with that fish. Naaman gets totally restored. His skin is like the skin of a, of a little, little child. If you're going to see victories in your life that move you forward. You will need to have people in your life who speak faith in the word of God like this. Thus said the girl from the land of Israel. Sometimes we need people around us who speak faith. People in your world who will speak the word of God into your life. That's why church is so important, I believe. And you know, I, 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 I see church under such attack the very place where the Word is, is brought and the Word is, this is what the Word says. And, and in, in the church being under such attack, it's not just in a, under attack from the world. Some of, us, some of us Christians can be the church's worst enemy. Because we, we won't surrender our thoughts and our opinions and our understandings. You know, throughout the whole lockdown period, it produced a lot of negatives. It produced, produced, produced a lot of positives. Thank Thank you, Jesus. So often even we will find doctrine to produce our, to, to to suit our preferences. Instead of surrendering to God, allow him to do his will and his work in our lives. And I just I see I see how these, these two people had had such were in such great positions. But initially they had opinions. Initially, they had thoughts. But something changed. And when something changed, they saw the miraculous working power of God in their lives, personally and beyond. Personally and beyond. When we surrender to the work of God, to the will of God, it does more for us than just the the here and now, it goes further. So we live way beyond the today, don't we? We live for the tomorrow. We live for the tomorrow as well. So get around. You know, be a bee. Oh, I love this. We don't know much about this, this, this little girl that was taken captive. But she was able to speak faith into a man, of, into a man who, who was a, who, who without this little girl, he would have been destined to a life of, that, is, that was shortened, basically. This, this little girl was able to come into agreement. With, she knew the Word of God. And she says, she's just thus and thus says the girl. She says, take take what she has. You know, we need people in our world to come into agreement with the Word of God. With the Word of God for our lives. Not everybody in your world will come into the agreement with the Word of God. With the word of God for your life. Not, even, not all Christians will. Just because someone's a Christian, they won't necessarily come into agreement with the word of God for your life. Numbers 13, and we see a group of people go into the promised land to check it out. Remember the story? Numbers 13, send 12 spies into the land which I am giving to you, Go in there. Do you remember the story? Anybody know the story? Twelve spies? Yeah. They went into this land which God was given. Let me just read it from Numbers chapter 13. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. Which I am giving to the children of Israel. I am giving to the children of Israel. This is my will. This is my plans and my desire. This is my desire. They said, out 12. We see this group of 12 people go in despite a land, but the majority were full of their own opinions, full of their own ideas, full of seeing things through their own eyesight. When you see things, do you just see things through your natural eyesight? Or do you see things through the eyes of faith? And so 12 of these spies go into this land, which God has already said to Moses, I am giving you, this is your land, this is the promised land, which I have promised I've it to you, I am giving to you, it is yours. But the majority were full of their own opinions. So full of their own opinions that they didn't surrender to the word which God had given to them. Those ten who were full of their own opinions, their own opinions were very vocal. Because they came back and the Bible said they gave a bad report. You haven't seen what's going on there. You haven't seen the size of the people in there. You haven't seen... And we actually see ourselves as grasshoppers in their there because we're so small, we're so insignificant. They were forgetting they were the people of God. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in this world. So instead of faith rising in them, faith diminished in them. They were full of their own opinions. They were very vocal. But the two with a different spirit, Joshua and Caleb, came with it. We're good to go. Well, let us go up at once. this moment and take this land, for we are well able. Those ten spies... Because they didn't surrender to the will of God. They didn't surrender their, their, their opinions, their thoughts, their understanding, their, how they could see that thing out. The children of Israel spent 40 years in the wilderness, and a whole generation never received what God had for them. Come on, I wonder what we are holding up. Wonder what I'm holding up when I don't surrender the word, surrender my thoughts and my opinions and my thoughts to the will of God. I wonder what is ahead of me, which God has for me, which I don't see because I don't do what He has called me to do. Surrender to the will of God. There's two different spirits. The spirit of those who, who were negative and couldn't see it, and so never chose to bring their thoughts into captivity. And there were the two who said, okay, we are well able. But because the, the, the majorities was a big bigger voice, the majority won. How terrible is that? How terrible is that? Come on, church, we need to rise up. We need to rise up and be the people of the men of a different spirit who say, we are well able, we are well able. But we need, in order for us to be well able to do it, we have to surrender to the will of God. Yes, it may, they are big people in the land. And it will be tough. But do you see the size of the grapes? Do you see the milk that was flowing and the honey that was flowing? It's going to take some work. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be challenging. But greater is he who is in me than he who is in this world. We just need to surrender right now for we are well able. And Joshua and Caleb did get to see it, but they got to see it 40 years later. And God, almost like he redeemed them of those 40 years, they were lost because when they get to that place and Caleb says, come on, give me my mountain. I'm 80 years old, but I feel like I'm 40. How many you could do with 40 years being given back to you? <laughs> Some of you aren't even 40 years old, but you could do with 40 years giving back to you. Because maybe if you had those 40 years given back to you, you may use them a little wiser than you did how you've used those 40 years. This is not just about knowing the direction of part of your journey in life in surrendering to God. It's about living, I believe, our life as daily, as, uh, daily as new creation believers. Living our life daily. Live your life daily through the word of God. Surrendering to the word of God. You know, sometimes we uh, we ask questions that we have the answers already for in the word of God. We want God's guidance on something. You know, we want some special word for him, from him uh, about something in our life where we've we just need to surrender what he's, to what he's already written what he's already said as people read of in the Bible didn't have the Bible in the sense that we have it but we have it what a privilege it is for us to have the word of God in the form that we have it in people have given their lives for this God just wants us to be people who surrender to his word sometimes we, we overcomplicate living our life as a Christian. we would be over Asking God's will about something in our life and some direction in our life, but it's already written here. The, the, the instruction, the direction is already written. Just need to surrender to it. Let's stand on our feet this morning as we close out today, because I believe God has been speaking to people today. Now, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God.